0: You're listening to Coaching for Leaders. This is episode number 30, airing on March 26th, 2012. Produced by Innovate Learning, maximizing human potential. Welcome to Coaching for Leaders. This is the show for leaders who want to use coaching to engage and develop others and not rely on authority or sanctions. Whether you're a seasoned leader or leading people for the first time, improving your coaching skills will drive your success, and most importantly, the success of others. This week's topic is six mistakes leaders make, sending people to training. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Coaching for Leaders. My name is Dave Stehovia, and I am speaking to you from our studio here in Orange County, California, and if you are tuning in for the first time to this show I want to thank you for joining us and joining this community of people who care about leading others, coaching others, helping people to reach their maximum potential, and not doing it through authority or because I said so or because I can punish you, but doing it because people want to follow you. And if you have an inclination to want to do that, you are listening to the right show because we are going to be talking about lots of good tools for that today around training and this uh, this episode number 30 here it's a nice round number so it's a good time for us to shift our focus from the last few episodes to now um which were on productivity to now looking at how we can train others and so this is going to begin a series on training so we're going to take probably 3 4 maybe even 5 episodes here and talk about training and why training is something that as a leader uh, we should know something about and be able to utilize in our tool set to develop people and to coach people. And just a quick uh, follow-up from one of the previous episodes where we talked about some of the definitions and terminology. Uh, since we're talking about training, let's do a little definition here up front and some clarification of terms. So training is a knowledge transfer from a uh, an expert, or it doesn't even have to be an expert, but someone that's a more knowledgeable party to a less knowledgeable party. And if it's done well, it affects behavior change and ultimately leads to results. Results for the individual, certainly. Results for the organization, hopefully. And ultimately, results for the person that is leading and maybe even the person who's done the training, too, even if those aren't the same people. So there is a lot for us to talk about around training and some best practices, but before even jumping in and getting to a lot of those topics we'll talk about here in the in the next few weeks, um, I wanted to start off here by just looking at what are some of the common mistakes that leaders make when uh, either they try to start training people or more often they send people to training. And this is something that happens a lot in the organizational world. If someone needs some training, or at least there's a perception that someone needs some training. And uh, leaders send people out for training, but they don't often spend time thinking about how to really utilize the time and the resources that are going to be put into that training. And there are some very common mistakes leaders make. I have seen a lot of them over the years. And so I'm going to tell you about six of them today that I see again and again and again. And for those of you who are not familiar with my background, I have spent a ton of time, especially in the last 10 years, uh, doing training and working uh, with training organizations. And in particularly, I've worked extensively with the Dale Carnegie Training Organization. I was hired by them back in 2004 and have uh, have served as a, a senior vice president of uh, one of their offices out here in the Southern California area. And over the years have had a tremendous experience uh, with their organization of Being able to train all kinds of amazing folks um, in lots of different businesses, particularly in the aerospace world, I've uh, had the great privilege and honor to train people in leadership and communication skills who build fighter jets, Uh, do just amazing, amazing technical work. And I cannot tell you how much I have learned from that experience. I've literally had thousands of hours of facilitation on my feed over the years, Uh, and uh, in the past uh, had won national sales awards from the Dale Carnegie organization and still uh, do a lot of work with them, a little bit more on a part-time kind of consulting capacity now, um, but have really uh, had a tremendous, uh, tremendous exposure to training. And I've seen some amazingly wonderful things that work out great. And I've also unfortunately seen things that don't work. And Unfortunately, fortunately or unfortunately, I suppose it depends how you look at it and what perspective you're at, Uh, more often than not, when things don't go right in training, it's not because of what happens so much in the classroom, although certainly training facilitators, teachers, and organizations do make mistakes, and we're going to talk about some of those in the coming weeks and what you can do as a leader When you're sending people to training or you're looking for a training provider, and I hope to have some that we can actually talk to and bring in and talk about what you should be looking for. But unfortunately, leaders make mistakes too. So today we're gonna talk about six mistakes leaders make when sending people to training. So as you're listening, if you have comments or questions or feedback on anything that I'm talking about in today's episode, Or if you have comments and and questions about things you'd like to know more about as a leader who wants to either be more effective at training people yourself or of looking for good resources for how to train people, you definitely want to send in those questions because in the coming weeks, I'm going to be, be trying to answer as many as I possibly can and bringing in folks who we can speak with who have tremendous expertise in this area. And so there's a couple of ways you can reach out to me with questions. One of them is you can call our feedback line. That number is nine four nine three eight learn So again, 949 learn You can also send email to feedback at coachingforleaders.com. That'll come right to me and I'll be sure to get back to you and or uh, get back to you here on the show. And uh, for those of you who like to use Skype or if you're global, you are absolutely welcome to also leave us a message on our Skype line and our Skype name is Innovate Learning. That is our same as our company name. And so let's jump right in here and look at these six mistakes that leaders make. And the mistake number one is not being willing to participate in training yourself, (laughs) And uh, I've seen this happen a whole bunch of times, and uh, it's—I understand why it happens, but it still puzzles me uh, to, to some extent. And here's what I mean by this: is of not willing to participate in training yourself is uh, the leader gets uh, the idea that their team needs uh, either an individual or, in many cases, a team needs a uh, needs some training around a particular skill set, needs training around more effective human relations skills or needs training around presentations or needs training around uh, being able to have more effective customer service um, or more effective leadership skills. And they identify it. They have conversations with their team, their staff. Everyone agrees that this is a good thing for the organization to do. And then what happens is the leader, quote-unquote, sends everyone to this training, either has a trainer come in or hires an organization or has someone conduct training, and then they don't participate themselves. They send their entire team and uh, you know maybe they show up. My, uh, the, the, the thing I see most often is that the leader will show up to the training and, quote-unquote, drop in and uh, sit at the back of the room for 15 or 20 minutes and observe and uh, and maybe ask a question or two, but generally won't get involved and will smile and go around and shake people's hands and then leave. And I and, and, and then believe that they have done something to contribute to the training. And I, I have to say that this is something that I really, as someone who's facilitated a lot of training, talk to people in training classes, is just really a mistake as a leader um, to if you ha- are sending your entire team. Now, it's one thing if you can't be everywhere as a leader, um, but if you're sending an entire team of people, an entire group of people you work with the training and you want to develop a particular skill set, you need to be there yourself. And uh, you know what? If the training feels like it's beneath you, get over it. <laughs> Do you know it already? Fine. Keep that to yourself, though. Sit there and participate in the training. Uh, Get involved with your team because even if you know everything that your team is going to be learning in that training program already, um, you should be spending your time as a leader in the classroom and in the training seeing what it is that your people are saying. See how they're interacting with the facilitator and the trainer to see as they practice the skills that they're learning what kind of questions they're asking, what kind of roadblocks they're running into, what kind of obstacles that they're hitting, because you want to know that as a leader. Because if you know that, then you can support them more effectively after the training to implement what it is that they've learned. But here's the real reason that you should be there is people are going to take it so much more seriously if you're in the room and they see you participating and interactive, and they're that much more likely to take the process seriously. And on the opposite end, if they don't see you, they don't take it as seriously. Um, I had a situation several years ago where a leader had uh, decided to send a bunch of people to training. And unfortunately, whether this happened intentionally or not, I'm still not sure, but the group had gotten the impression that this leader was going to be in the training with them. And uh, and. The group was having a lot of issues with communication and leadership, and uh, it was quote unquote sold to the group as a let's all do this together. And then the first session of the training program, everyone showed up except the most senior leader who had uh, kind of sold this idea to everybody. And the folks said, where is this person? And I said, well, they never planned to be here, not knowing that they had not they had communicated something very differently to the entire team well let me tell you that did not go well <laughs> uh it didn't go well at all i mean we still had a de- we still had a good class people learned new skills but as far as motivation and connection people felt like they had been uh they you know they had had the wool pulled over their eyes and it unfortunately not only did it keep people from getting engaged with the training as effectively as they could have uh it got people angry and it just broke a tremendous amount of trust with that leader. And so uh, I, by all means, try, be there. If you're going to, particularly if it's your entire team of people, you have no greater asset to you as a leader than your entire team of people. You know, if it's just one person of a team of 20, no, I wouldn't expect that as a leader, you're going to sit in with a training with them for an entire you know, day or multiple days. But if your entire team's there, do whatever you can to be there. And if for some reason you can't, Tell people up front, explain to them why, explain why you have to, not. why it's important that you not be there that day and how that's helpful for the business. Uh, you know, make sure you make a case for that, because if you're not willing to participate yourself, even if you know it, people don't perceive that it's going to be valuable. So that's a big mistake that I challenge you to avoid as a leader. Here's the second one, using a training class to give people feedback. Oh my goodness. If I could change one thing about uh, how leaders use training, In certainly in corporate America, and I'm sure that this is a problem in other places of the, the globe too, is to not use training to give people feedback. So here's what I mean by that. Um, somebody is not doing an effective job with something. So say, for example, Mike is not doing well with his customer service skills. And rather than giving, sitting down and having a really candid conversation with Mike about what expectations he isn't meeting, um, Mike suddenly gets registered for a customer service training program just randomly. Maybe he doesn't even know how the registration happened and gets sent to this training class. And the hope, of course, from the leader is that. Mike will quote unquote get the message that he's not doing a good job when he sees what everyone else is doing in this training and what is being learned in the the class and then starts to suddenly realize that he's not doing a good job, changes his entire pattern of how he's handling customers and magically becomes great at customer service and motivated and enthusiastic about taking everything he's learned and put it into practice immediately. Let me tell you, as someone who's seen this, tried many times, it almost never works. Uh, In fact, I can't think of a time that I've ever seen this work well. Uh, What ends up happening is either one of two things. Uh, Most often is the person completely misses the message that was intended. So they don't perceive at all that they're there because they have a quote unquote problem or they're not meeting expectations. They often perceive that it was, you know, just something that everyone's doing or was just recommended or part of their professional development plan. And they have no idea why they're there. And uh, that's probably the most common thing I see. And as a result, they don't they don't really focus on it. They don't take it as seriously as they would. If they knew, how important it was for them to really improve that skill to be effective for the organization. And the other outcome here is on the rare occasion when the message actually is received, I've seen it only make the situation worse because what happens is Mike shows up in the training, he's resentful and he's angry because his leader or manager didn't give feedback to his face and instead just sent him to a training class to try and improve the situation. and That is not the way to do it. Training is what you do after you've given tough feedback, not before. So if someone needs to improve their skill set on something, sending them or registering them for a training class is not the start of that conversation. That's the solution step. You need to, as a leader, be able to sit down and to give people candid feedback if they're not meeting expectations and then have a adult conversation about, okay, what are we going to do to resolve this? Then when Mike shows up in the training, I assure you he's a lot more focused on what he can do to improve his skills assuming he wants to. If he doesn't, that's another situation then you need to talk about, you know, what's his future in the organization. But if he wants to get better, you know, when I've seen managers do that and have good, clear communication with people up front, it makes all the difference in the world. Everyone's on the same page, everyone's helping that person move forward. And the training has a lot more likelihood of helping that person to be successful. Third mistake leaders make is doing nothing to be flexible during the training. Um, you know, I have I've seen both sides of this uh, over the years. I've seen leaders who have done some heroic things for people who are on their team who are participating in training. They have cleared company schedules for classes. They've reassigned projects. They've changed work shifts to allow people to get to training, get to classes. Um, They have, uh, you know, in some cases, delayed some projects to get people the skills and the right tools and learning that they need. And I've seen the opposite too, and this is where the mistake comes in, is people who are already stretched to their absolute maximum and their daily responsibilities suddenly get sent to training and and no accommodation is made at all to adapt to their work schedule or uh, or even any kind of acknowledgement that they are putting in extra time and investment and resources into trying to build their skill set. You know, and I realize that this is really challenging for a lot of us in leadership positions, especially today cuz so many with the global financial crisis, so many organizations are running so much more lean than they were even two or three years ago. People are being asked to do in their positions more than they've ever been asked to do uh, in roles in many organizations today. And people are being maxed out. And that's just the reality of the, of the business world. So this isn't always possible to be flexible when you're also sending people to training and helping them to build their skills. But at the very least. Take a moment to acknowledge people for the extra time and investment that they're making, maybe especially if it's something that's after hours or, they're at, or it's adding to their work schedule, and thank them formally for doing so. It doesn't cost anything. It just takes a moment. But I can't tell you how many times I've seen that opportunity missed. Uh, you know, you can force, <laughs> force is not the right word, you can require someone to show up for a training class physically. But you can't you can't force them to be there mentally, and if they aren't there mentally, and if they're not present, it is a waste of time for the organization. It's a waste of time for the individual. It's unfortunately a waste of time for the leader, and it's a waste of money. So nobody wins. Um, So I challenge you: whatever you can do when people are going through a learning process, when people are, if you really want to invest in people long term, and I'm not talking about oh okay, you know we're trying to hit. Tomorrow's numbers, uh, you know, because uh, because we have to hit tomorrow's numbers, and then the next day we have to hit these numbers. And I'm I'm not talking about that kind of um, you know we have to hit every number every day uh, short term thinking that so many leaders and managers fall into. I'm talking about investing in people in the long term who are going to stay with you, who are going to stay committed to you, and are going to want to be led by you. And if you want that. You want to be flexible when people are learning. And if you can't be, at least tell people and be upfront with them that you can't be and acknowledge the effort that they're putting in. If you do that, it'll make a huge difference in how people approach things and their attitude toward the training process. Here's the fourth mistake, sending one person to training and having them come back to train everybody else. You know, the intentions around this are good. Uh, This is almost always done as a cost-saving measure. And there's so many reasons why this is a bad idea. <laughs> I, I, I've just never seen a case where somebody comes back and tries to teach the other team members, um, and it's done anywhere close to as good as uh, the person who taught the class and the professional who taught the class and probably designed the program as well, too, uh, whether that person is internal or external. Um, the other reason this never works is that the quote unquote training that they end up doing for the rest of the team uh, is being done by someone who doesn't have that expertise to train and deliver. And usually, what ends up happening is the quote unquote training ends up being like a five minute summary at the next staff meeting of what they learned. And, you know, if that's all you want people to have, Go on Google and type in the topic of whatever it is that you want people to learn. You can find tons of great free information out there on Google, podcasts, iTunes. Uh, heck, you can send people to this show uh, if you want. We'll certainly appreciate that. But you know, it, it, you know, content is a commodity these days. There's so much information out there. What is valuable in the training process is you get people to break their patterns of behavior. So it's one thing just to get knowledgeable, but it's another thing to break their patterns of old behavior. So, uh, and here's the other reason you don't want to just send one person, even when the training is fantastic and the employee has like a career changing experience, the minute they go back into a work environment where everyone's doing everything the old way, they're going to go back to their own their old patterns. Now the training might still have been very valuable for them on a personal level, but they're going to go back to their old patterns because the organization is going to uh, ultimately, uh, you know, influence them. Culture in your organization is incredibly powerful, and if a majority of the people are doing something one way, they are going to eventually influence that person to go back to the old habits. If the majority of people need the training, the majority of the people should be in the training. Here's mistake number five failing to provide practical application opportunities. So, you know, I I can't tell you how many times I've heard uh, or I've seen leaders send people to like a presentation skills training and then not give them any opportunity to give presentations or to send them to leadership training and not give them a leadership opportunity or send them to sales training and not have an opportunity for them to really uh, sell or influence a customer. You know, it I, I am a big believer, and you know this if you've been listening to this show, that every single person in the organizational world, in your volunteer organization, uh, even personally, even if you're not working in an organization, you first and foremost, it is each person's responsibility to drive their own professional development. So that is that that always lies with that person first. That said, it is the responsibility of the leader to also bear some responsibility for a person's professional development as well and to provide opportunities for people to apply what they've learned, particularly if the organization was the one that sponsored whatever skill it is that this person has been trained on. Uh, I I see it happen all the time where people get sent to training and, and learning new skills for things they never really have a chance to apply practically. And I always wonder, like, why are they being sent to training uh, you know just kind of for the fun or you know there's a term that's used in the intert- the, uh, the entertainment industry the training industry called intertraining where you send people to training kind of as just a you know a fun exercise just to see what they could learn that's new and and i'm not saying that that's off that's always bad uh, it's you know it's nice you know if people uh, want to go to a class just to you know have fun and learn something that's great That shouldn't probably be the majority of your training efforts. You want to ultimately be spending your time and resources, uh, and, and in every organization those are limited, to really align what it is people are learning with the best possible application to apply it and to utilize it. So you should be as a leader, even before you ever talk to the person about what the training opportunity is or what you want them to learn, of thinking in advance How am I going to give them the opportunity to apply this and start thinking about what are the projects? What are the different uh, responsibilities that you can give that person even during the training or very shortly afterwards in order to help them to apply and put into practice what they've learned? And if they have the opportunity to do that, they're so much more likely to take what they've learned and to use it. You know, uh, common knowledge does not mean common practice. Just because people know something doesn't mean they're going to do it in practice. And if you give them a chance to start to do it in practice, they learn, they make mistakes, they start to learn and grow and build their confidence level. So you want to provide people with practical application opportunities. And the sixth and final mistake that leaders make when sending people to training, going silent. You know, the average manager stops thinking about employee training the minute after the training program starts. Here's what they do. They spend all their time and resources talking to the person who's doing the training, or if that and if that person's internally, of kind of getting that up to speed on what people need to learn and be, need to be taught. And if that's an external organization that's coming in and doing the training, they'll spend all the time kind of talking to those people and saying, okay, here's how we should design that. And then as soon as the training program starts, the leader is out of the picture. And they're off onto the next project. And they're like, okay, we've done, we've quote unquote done training. And now we're on to the next thing. You know, once people are in the training, your job isn't done as a leader. In fact, your job is really just starting. So, one of the things that you'll want to do anytime you send people to training is have regular conversation between them and you about what should be happening both before, during, and after the training. And actually, This is an important time in a person's career to have even more conversation than you would normally, not less, because you want to be discussing what are the training goals. You want to talk about what are the application opportunities to the point I just made a moment ago. Um, You want to talk about concerns that come up, how it's aligning with their professional development, what they're learning in the classroom. Uh, and, you know, good training providers, whether they're internal or external, will support and encourage this too. Uh, you should be talking to people who want to not only engage you, but engage your employees in that process too. Uh, and One of the things our organization always tries to do is anytime we talk to a leader who wants us to do something with their employees or their people is one of the first things we'll say is let's talk to your people as well. Let's get them involved in this process. Let's get them engaged. Let's even have them help design this process because the more that they're involved, the more ownership they have over it, but also the more communication they have going between you as a leader and them and us, and we're all on the same page. So, you know, each person in training is being challenged with new ideas and different ways to... Look at the world and your business and your organization. This is huge for creative opportunities and potential. So sit down, discuss it, process what they're learning, take the opportunity to think differently. You know, if you don't, your competitors will only be too happy to do this after you've made the investment in training and then will uh, be happy to take your team members off your hands and apply and really have those conversations with them. So if you, can, uh, if you can spend the time to really engage people, does it mean that you're never going to lose someone or that they're always going to be engaged? No, of course not. You can't guarantee that. But you will get a much larger percentage of the time result of really having people connected to what they're learning, why they're learning it, and how ultimately it's going to benefit them You and the organization to be more successful. So, if you avoid these six mistakes, it's not going to ensure training success, but you greatly reduce the risk of wasting your training dollars, wasting your time, wasting expertise. If you can really engage people on the opposite of these six things, you are going to have so much more success in your capacity to train and teach people. So I hope that those six things were helpful. Hey, what I would challenge you to do is take a moment and consider these six things and consider where you may have made mistakes in this in the past. I know I've made mistakes here with people in the past. Uh, You know, not being willing to participate yourself, using a training class to give people feedback, doing nothing to be flexible during the training, sending one person to training, have them come back and try and teach everyone else failing to provide practical application opportunities, and going silent. Take a moment to consider that. And this week, here would be my challenge for you. Do one thing, one thing out of this list that you would do differently as people are going through training or learning or maybe even just having a conversation with you about a new skill that you could do that would engage people more effectively. Now, speaking of engagement, this is the part of the show where I like to Uh, jump in with some community feedback. And uh, of course, anytime you have questions, comments, or feedback for this show, and particularly in the coming weeks here, if you have questions about training, how to train people, how to help people to learn in the best possible way, which is a great skill to have as a leader, but even if you're not the one doing it as a leader, it's an important skill for you to understand so you can tap into your resources effectively. You'll want to reach out to me with questions. Again, that number is 949-38-LEARN. Or feedback at coachingforleaders.com. And again, our Skype name is Innovate learning. So you can reach us any one of those three ways. Now, I don't have any uh, direct fee. I actually had a few emails this week, but they were more uh, personal in nature. So I'm not going to share them here on the the show. But I do want to mention two things uh, for folks in regards to feedback and connecting with us. Uh, First of all, I've actually been really, uh, really nice to get some uh, LinkedIn connections from folks. I am on LinkedIn as many people are and uh, I'm one of those folks that I, I I just like to know who people are before I co- uh, connect, c- connect on LinkedIn. I do connect with lots of people on LinkedIn. If you have sent me a LinkedIn request in the last couple of months and I didn't accept it, uh, it may be because I didn't recognize your name or I haven't connected with you before. I would very much like to be connected with you. Uh, on LinkedIn, if you would like to be connected. So if you have sent a request and I didn't respond, it's probably because I didn't recognize your name or we haven't connected before. If you would resend the request and just write me a quick note on the invitation saying, Hey, I'm a listener to Coaching for Leaders. Would love to get connected with you and I will accept it right away. And I'd love to stay connected with you in that way too. So just wanted to mention that quickly. And I was realizing that I may not have uh, responded to some people in the past year, so feel free to resend that and I will definitely uh, connect with you. And then secondly, I just wanted to give you a heads up that there is lots of things coming in the next few months. Uh, We actually are uh, in the process of uh, getting our website revamped up to give you more tools, resources online here. In addition to this podcast, we have lots of plans on videos, uh, getting videos up, quick coach videos on different topics. So uh, you can have access to lots of good information on how to, not only through the audio here, but visually to do things more effectively as a leader. Uh, We're going to have a newsletter that's going to start coming up. We're going to get articles that are going to start coming up here in the next few weeks. And so I would just challenge you to stay tuned here to this uh, podcast. I don't have a lot of details to announce to you yet because all of that is still coming and still in the planning stages, but definitely stay tuned in here Coaching for Leaders and on our website at coachingforleaders.com, and we will have lots of great information coming to you in the coming weeks. And I also want to thank, again, the folks who have reached out to us on iTunes. Uh, If you uh, have listened to this show and you found it valuable today, boy, I hope you keep listening and keep joining us for future episodes. Uh, This show publishes every Monday and airs every Monday and syndicated here on iTunes and BlackBerry and some of the other uh, tools. And resources out there to grab podcasts. Um, if you've been listening for a while and this show's been helpful to you, hey, help us keep this show running and help us grow this community of people who care about leading others. What we challenge you to do is hop on iTunes and leave us a review about the show. You can do that by searching for Coaching for Leaders on iTunes, or you can go and visit us directly on our iTunes page by just directing your browser to itunes.coachingforleaders.com. And thanks in advance. If you're able to leave us a review, we really appreciate it. It'll help us to continue to grow our community, reach more people, and to continue to build a group of people who care so much about leading others. Hey, the link for the show notes is going to be on our website. This is episode number 30 for Coaching for Leaders, and you can reach us at coachingforleaders.com. Hey, if you or your organization wants to improve the coaching skills of its leaders, let us know. We might be able to help. You can reach us at 949-38-LEARN or feedback at coachingforleaders.com. Hey, wherever you are in the world, whatever is on your agenda today, take one idea from this show today to maximize the potential of someone you lead. Take care, everybody, and talk to you next Monday.